Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? Inside the Electric Factory on the day before the day before. It's Euler and Motes on SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here for the next two hours as we get ready for Rams. Steelers, Sunday afternoon at Heinz Field. Arthur Motes, two teams that right now are in that seventh place position in their conference, right? So the Pittsburgh Steelers, seventh place, first team out right now in the playoff picture in the AFC. Los Angeles Rams, seventh place, first team out of the wild card picture in the NFC. Arthur Motes, who needs a victory Sunday at Heinz Field more? Steelers. Without a doubt, man. Steelers have had to overcome too much adversity to get here. Every game counts. They have to get this win. Period. It's a it's a big one. It's a, a stretch here of big games for the Steelers. Now sitting at four and four after their three game win streak. Mission accomplished, right? Oh that, well, yes, without a doubt. That that was the biggest thing, and particularly you and I have talked about this. Getting that win against the Chargers, getting that win against the Colts last week. What that means in the grand scheme of the AFC right. wild card picture. Mission accomplished. Four and four. Still applying pressure to the Baltimore Ravens in the division race as well as being right in the thick of the thing for the wild card race and Arthur Motes it's it's gonna be a fun one I feel like we've had uh, before last week right it felt like it was either a lot of frustrating losses for the Steelers or a lot of okay you should have won that Correct. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, you came out and you beat down the Bengals on Monday Night Football. That was a lot of fun. You should have won that. Okay, you win. You beat the Dolphins by 13 points. Despite falling down early, you were able to win that game comfortably. Okay, You still should have done you that. You still should have done that. <laughs> Last week, I think, was the first time that it really felt like, oh, man, that was a big win. That was one that the Steelers had to have a maybe a really satisfying win, if you will. And they've got an opportunity, I think, to even take that to the next level this Sunday against the Rams. Yeah, you're, you're correcting that, man. When you think about the view of last week's game in terms of that being a quality opponent, a team that had thrived in close games, ultimately the confidence that you receive after winning a close game versus a valuable opponent like that, it does make you feel good inside. But you'll be feeling even better if you could do that on back-to-back weeks. And not only would you be doing it on back-to-back weeks, but you would be having your fourth win in a row. That's quality. That's big time. And the thing that makes it so special is just due to the fact that this team has had to overcome so much to get here. I mean, you heard how Coach Thomas talked about being happy to be back at 4-4. Four four. Like, yeah, and I never thought I'd say that. Like, to get back to 4-4, four and four, I mean, because at the time, it seemed like it was never going to happen. But this team has scratched. This team has clawed. This team has done everything. And this is not only overcoming the bent injury – but you had the Tewitt injury, you had the Sean Davis injury, you had to see, okay, the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, is he worth it? Is it going to work out? 
all I mean, you had to go on the road with Duck Hodges versus a team in the Chargers that Hayden's been hurt, yeah, Steven Nelson's absolutely. been hurt, so offensive linemen have been Williams hurt. Williams been hurt, Mark yeah. Barron's been hurt. I mean, you've had to deal with some stuff. James Conner's been hurt. Sean Davis. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about all that, the fact that you can have another opportunity to get another quality win versus a quality opponent, I mean, you got to be excited about this. No doubt. No doubt. It's certainly, uh, man, It it's starting to feel right like crunch time of the football season. Mm, say that again. Crunch time Ooh, in the football season. I like it. You're into November now. We're, you know, Halloween's over. Everyone's, remember November, baby. Everyone's playing their Christmas music and hanging their decorations up outside on the porch. Whoa, whoa, who, you playing Christmas music? No, right I'm now? not, but a lot of people are. Well, you know what I tell them, right? What do you tell them? Thanksgiving matters. Don't forget about Thanksgiving. No, I'm not telling this, man. You don't want Thanksgiving. Let's stop having Thanksgiving holidays where people have to miss school and not go to work for certain days. If you don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving, yeah, we'll just cut out the whole, That's cut right. out the whole thing. I like that. If you're, already, yeah. if you're already listening to Christmas music. Yeah. And watch an elf. Right. Yeah, that's fine. You got to go to work on you what, make November twenty sure seventh on that Thursday. Yeah, yeah. You make sure you go or, to work. Or, or, or how you know with the schools? They're oh, the schools are out for a whole week. Go. Oh, they're down the twenty first, and they don't come back till whatever that Monday is. Okay. Y'all want to skip over Thanksgiving? Cool. Let's do this then. Everybody stay in school the whole week too. Yeah, I bet. I bet they start celebrating it then. I like. I like your theory. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, man. I know. I'm totally with you on that one. Hundred percent, without a doubt. I. Man, I can't wait for Thanksgiving, but we're right. We're getting into the second half of the football season here now, right? Week 10, second half of the season, full go. Division races are all heating up. Mm. It's it's meaningful November football, right? Yes, it is. That's something you and I talked about. This Steelers team, well, I shouldn't say this team because guys on this team have no clue what it's like, <laughs> at least the ones that have been here in Pittsburgh. No, no question, man. The Steelers organization is, is what I should say. The franchise, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they haven't played "quote unquote" meaningless football in November and December since 2003. Since I was since I was 12 years I old. Say it before my time, man. Yeah. <laughs> when I was here, all we played was meaningful games in December. That's all I know. And we know too, Motsi, Right. Another thing that we've discussed plenty on this show, particularly during the bye week, was how it seems like history shows us. It doesn't seem like it's right there. The proof is in the pudding. The Steelers under Mike Tomlin are always getting better after the bye week and always getting better in the second half of the season. Yes, indeed. Once again, they continue to prove it. They continue to show it. And these are some of the things that really make you feel impressed with Coach Tom because he's had to do this continually now with, I mean, just the uncertainty, the hodgepodge, the mix and matching that they've had to deal Mm -hmm. with this season. But finds a way anytime after the bye man he's gonna always get those victories even the seasons where he started out 0-4 think about that yeah started out 0-4 2-6 and six. finds a way still able to get to 8-8 eight and eight and be a yeah. Ryan suck up missed field goal away from from snagging that last wild card <sighs> spot were, were you on that was no it? no that's before okay. I came here was that that was the year before you came yeah, here that was, that was a penultimate to my uh, arrival <laughs> You and that pet. <laughs> when you mentioned a couple minutes ago, Coach Tomlin saying, "Man, you know, I'm really happy to get to four and four. I never thought that I'd say that." Is that something though that you think is is maybe refreshing to the team to hear, right? Because we know, and and I don't know if you saw this. Bob Labriola talked about this this Labs. week. Somebody asked him where the standard is the standard came from, 
and, and Lab said I can't give you a, a direct time or a direct moment or an exact you know an exact time that that. Right. But he said I can promise you this: I never heard that phrase until Mike Tomlin came to Pittsburgh. Mm. Like that was something that Mike Tomlin brought to Pittsburgh. Like the that. standard is the standard, right? And so he's talking about this in. To go from that in an organization like you heard it from Mason Rudolph, right? There's a standard around here, such expectations. It's been f- f- 15, 16 years since the Steelers have had a losing season. Correct. In football, in the ultimate parody sport. I think to hear Coach Tomlin admit that getting to 4-4 four and four feels good, it was refreshing. Right? It was. Just not to hear the, sta- the the typical, right, well, the standard is the standard. We expect all these things that we know are true. The, the, the cliche talk. Right. Just to hear, a, hey, man, we've really, we've taken a couple on the chin this year. We lost our franchise quarterback. We lost our best defensive lineman who you could argue had been our defensive MVP to this point. We've had a ton of injuries. We were 0-3. We were 1-4. Yes, it was some times where the situation looked bleak. Yes, it was some times where we might have thought about, man, do we still have it this year? It might have been a time where we thought about blinking. But we remember, we didn't have eyelids anymore. But granted, it feels good. It's four and four. It's I think it's refreshing to hear them acknowledge that, right? That man, we we were we dug ourselves in a hole from some things of our own fault and other things, injuries that you just can't control. We dug ourselves into a hole early in the season, but we have emerged from that. Here we are, and we're right back in it. I, I thought that that was refreshing, honestly, because that's something you typically have never heard from Mike Tomlin and from this organization at all. Yeah, man, I, I'm with you 100%. It was definitely a breath of fresh air. And it was just good to, to have the human element mm-hmm. be seen. A lot of times as coaches or as athletes, you hide the human element. Sure. You, you can't appear human, even you if you're be hurt. Like robots. I yeah. mean, think about this. They ask you, 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 you break a leg or you tear a knee up, and they're like, how do you feel? Oh, man, I'm going to bounce back. I'll be all right. You know, some minor <laughs> setback for a major comeback. No, it hurts. No, my leg feel like it almost snapped off. I it hurts. I can't walk upstairs. I'm in pain. I can't get comfortable to sleep. But but when you talk, it's you know, I mean, everything happens for a reason. I'm a bounce back. You know, it's it's nothing. Like I'm gonna come back better than ever. You're not thinking that in the moment. No, you're thinking, man, I'm glad my leg's still on. I'm glad my shoulder's still attached to my body right now. I can't hold anybody. I feel like crap. Can't pick up my kids. <laughs> yeah. So it was good to just see the human. Like I said, that human side just pop up a little bit. And now they try and get uh, what would be a winning record for the first time this season. Five that's, and four, which is crazy. That's, that's crazy, crazy to right? hear. I think I, I just said that out loud for the first time. Wow. That was, that was crazier to, to hear when I said it out loud. Yeah, that's wild, man. Would be a four-game win streak. They had a six-game win streak in the middle of last season, but this is their longest such win streak since. And to do it against a team like the Rams, who – uh, we'll get it a little bit more when we come back here after our first break into kind of the view from the other side, right? And, and mm-hmm. what Rams media and Rams fans are saying about their team. But to do it against a Rams team that, Motsi, they're fancying this as a a, a, a pseudo must win. You know, as, as, as early in the season, a Correct. must win. We talked about that with the Colts last, last week. Almost a... Uh, a mid-season playoff type game, a real who are you, you know, a, a gauge yourself type game. The Rams, kind of the attitude that we had in Pittsburgh last week is the um, attitude yes. that the Rams very, are coming to Heinz Field with this week. Very true. This is their gauge week because the past two opponents they play were who? The Bengals and the Falcons. Were who? The Bengals and the Falcons. Were who? The Atlanta Falcons and the Cincinnati Bengals who have. Exactly. Hold on, let me count it. One win between the two of them. Exactly. (laughs) So for them, they're saying, hey, man, how good are we? 
how how good on the road cross country and and then also they make the big hype about the Jalen Ramsey trade and how it's made their defense so much better sure well when you're giving up two first round picks it better make your defense much better but for me I'm like how are you gauging that when the two teams that you've seen him in I mean Julio still was doing what Julio does now granted that's Julio but I'm like, man, the, the Bengals were playing these guys tough. It wasn't no, oh, just yeah. we're and blowing And A.J. Green out. wasn't out there. Right. A.J. Green was walking through that door. Still not walking through that door. Yeah, that's uh, we've got some, I guess, some news, some national news, right? Yes. A.J. Green has been uh, ruled out indefinitely yes. with a setback. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that setback is just playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if you saw this morning, your buddy, former Steeler, L.J. Fort, signed a two-year contract with those. The Rays. <laughs> Yeah. Rat, rat birds. Well, I was happy but for good him. for though. LJ. Yeah, because he I mean, bounced around think, this he year. Signed, he signed a, a two. Oh, was it, it, it was he signed a two-year two year deal, deal with the Eagles. initially to go to the yep. Eagles. They released him mid-season, and then for him to only be in Baltimore for what three weeks now, mm-hmm. and they extend him with a two-year. That's good. Did you? I didn't see the numbers for it. Did you see? I don't know. I, I'm not sure if they've been released yet. Okay. Uh, here we go. Two. Actually, here we go. Coming right now. Two-year, five point five million dollar contract with that's the Baltimore good. Ravens. Yeah, that's good. And I mean. It's, Actually, it's identical to what he signed for to go to Philly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he was cut five weeks ago by the Eagles. Exact same contract, I, I feel like. Two-year, 5.5, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I, crazy that the Eagles gave up on him so soon, so quick, yeah. particularly when you consider their linebacker situation. Yeah, very true, man, but it's just one of those good things. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. We don't, you know, it's, it's a shame that it has to happen in Baltimore, but good for yeah. him. You know, once a Steeler, always a Steeler. Uh, Just don't get too used to that purple. All right, LJ? I mean, come on, buddy. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at DaBody52. DaBody. Joseph chimes in here. When the Steelers pull off this win, all we're going to hear from the national media is, well, the Rams aren't that good <laughs> and about their demise. We won't hear the Steelers might be for real. I like the underdog role, though. Hey, I'm with it 100%, man. I'd rather be the underdog than be the overhyped machine that lets everybody down. And to be fair, right, by the time... The ball was was kicked off 1 o'clock at Heinz Field last Sunday. The Steelers were favorites by that point. But they spent the whole week as underdogs until yes. the news broke that T.Y. Hilton was out. So this is essentially, right, two straight weeks for the Pittsburgh Steelers where Vegas, right, where the, the people that make these decisions had them as home dogs. Mm. I said, I said, I said, home dogs. Home dogs. A Steelers team that, Motsi, if you take the Patriots out of the equation – the Steelers had been home dogs like once in the last five or six years. Correct. And now they've been at essentially two straight weeks. I said, I said, home dogs. Home dogs. <laughs> we'll see how Motsi and I feel about that at the end of the show when we uh, when we get that paper, when we show you the money. That's to get the paper. But coming up next, let's do our view from the other side. As I like to do on Fridays, I've compiled the biggest things that the Rams are talking about, right? That their media is talking about, that their fans are talking about, what they think is going to determine the outcome, what What they're saying about this game. We will get into our view from the other side. Start scouting the Los Angeles Rams Mm -hmm. when we return. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here inside the Electric Factory on a Friday. Friday. The penultimate to the penultimate. Hey, hey, hey. The day before, the day before. We're having some fun. You already know the drill. You want to chime in again on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. It's Euler Remotes. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. Yes, this is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
The view from the other side, Arthur Motes. Mm. What are they talking about in La La Land? What are they saying? Well, probably not too much about the Rams, if we're being honest. I mean, it's you know, mm-hmm. it's Los Angeles. Yeah, you're probably right. It's like movies and entertainment one. Lakers. Lakers two. USC. USC Clipper. USC just hired a new athletic director this week. Yeah. Trying to bring Urban Meyer to town. <sighs> the Clippers. Yeah. But there, I mean, yeah, it's a big city. There's still some some people talking Bright about Lines the Rams. big city. All right, I guess. <laughs> and uh, something that we kind of touched on a little bit last segment is just how this is a team that was on a three game skid. Correct. Right. They were they they lost three in a row. They were at what at that point three and three then right because they started out three and zero oh, I think and then they fell to three and three yes. and now they're five and two after the two straight wins. Uh, they're asking. Who are the real Los Angeles Rams, right? A, a team that lost three straight, then brought in Jalen Ramsey, had two big wins, albeit against the Atlanta Falcons and the Cincinnati Bengals. Interesting. And have now had a bye week since. They are really looking at this as an evaluation for the Rams against a stingy defense, right, in the Steelers, a place, Heinz Field, where the Steelers have been very good against NFC teams coming across the country, uh, you know, a travel, tra- a long trip across country trip for the Rams. Uh, that's the biggest thing that I saw today is really, again, like I said, we kind of touched on it a little bit in the open, but wanted to get more into it now. How all the things that we were saying last week about the Colts game, right? How, all right, well, we're going to see how good that defense really is and able to force turnovers against a Colts team that's into ball security and how good that front is against a Colts offensive line that really does well at protecting their quarterback. And can the offense make plays against a defense that isn't known for its splash ability but has talent at every level on the field. Those are all the same things now that Rams fans are asking about their team ahead of their Sunday matchup here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to make this game so interesting because these Rams are going to come out here trying to figure out how good they are or how not good they are. And for the Steelers, they're riding on the three-game winning streak. So you're hot. You want to feel you know that you can continue to beat quality opponents, not just come close against them, because that's what they had been doing prior to last week. And silence the, the haters a little bit, man, because it was still people out here that were talking about, well, you know, the Steelers got lucky. You shouldn't feel good about that. It was just a game when a field goal that he missed, da-da-da-da-da. But for the Steelers, it's like, hey, man, you get a chance to make another statement that it doesn't matter what happened last week. Last week could have been a fluke, but okay, they still got the W. Now go out here and show this week that it's not a fluke, that you are a good team, that you are a playoff caliber team. Another big thing that's been highlighted as a concern for the Rams ahead this game is is their two tackles, right? Rob Havenstein and Andrew Whitworth. Whitworth? against this pass rush against Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt. And I know you've got some stuff to get to about Bud and T.J. in your five-star Friday at 1 o'clock, but I didn't step, I didn't, I didn't step on your toes here. I hope they, not. I they got are, nice shoes on today. They are very concerned about Rob Havenstein particularly and what the Steelers could do uh, against the Ravens' right tackle who has, has struggled at moments this season. Yeah, he definitely has struggled, man. And Whitworth, granted, he's been playing at a high level, but he's getting longer in the tooth, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember from battles in Cincinnati mm-hmm. for years. You talked about him yesterday. Yes, he's one of those guys, man. He definitely has a peace of mind, but like I said, he's definitely slowed down some. And him playing at that left tackle, I mean, he's going against a guy that's going to be hot, a guy that's very familiar with himself, mm-hmm. a guy who uh, you know, recently got some recognition. But when you just think about all that, man, like all of that is boding really well. So not only Whitworth is going to have some issues, but Rob – 
you know you lining up against, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know somebody's licking their chops for that matchup oh, right now. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. It's it's another week where we. I mean, we think this probably against pretty much every team the Steelers could play in the National Football League, but where they should have a real advantage along the front. Yeah, on, when they're Not on defense, even close, man. Yeah. Kind of both both sides of the ball, honestly, I think, especially if you were to take Aaron Donald out of the equation. But we'll get to the big man here. Ah. We'll get to the big man here in a minute. Uh, another thing that I've seen as a concern from, from La La Land is uh, their safety, Taylor Rapp. He is a rookie, and it's kind of a, I think, a litmus test for him, right? Because he's given up some big plays this season, and the Steelers are an offense who hasn't necessarily gashed defenses for big plays could this be a week for Taylor Rapp to gain confidence and, and stop the bleeding in that regard, or could it be a week for the Steelers to finally hit some more long pass, some 20, 30, 40-yard air yards downfield? Man, I definitely think that that's a matchup that you look at that you definitely want to highlight. But in terms of – I mean, I'm just thinking about that secondary in general. I mean, you got Weddle, but in terms of the safety play mm-hmm. – that's and, and even with him, he's not another guy long in the tooth. Yes, that's that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's not like, 2015 anymore. Correct. Yeah. So when I'm looking at that, I'm saying like, man, I can see where they can have success in that element because it's right there for them. Without a doubt, it's there for them. But it really comes down to these guys executing. It comes down to them protecting the quarterback first before you try to attack these guys in the secondary. Because as much as we want to attack these guys, right, and throw at them. They got some pass rushers. Mm-hmm. They happen to got a couple of guys that uh, they can get home. Yeah, and speaking of those guys, one of them, I talked a little bit about him on the show yesterday, Dante Fowler Jr., mm-hmm. four and a half sacks in his last two games. Yep. Again, Six and a half total, though. Against the Falcons and the Bengals, not the greatest of competitions, but you know what I always say, Motsi. They don't ask how. They ask how many, and he's got four and a half in the last two games. And so there was a lot of talk in Rams country. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just sounded funny to say out loud. Rams. There was a lot of talk amongst, you know, the dozen or so Rams fans out there uh, about Dante Fowler against Matt Filer. But from what we saw in practice yesterday, Mozi, it looks like Filer could potentially be moving to the inside of the line on Sunday at Heinz Field. Yeah, man. It was uh, Chooks Okorafor. Yep. Was out there taking starting reps at, at right, right tackle. tackle. Matt Filer was moved to left guard, which makes me wonder about Ramon Foster's availability. I know mm-hmm. he's still in the protocol for concussion, so that definitely does change things. But I was surprised just because, you know, they had B.J. Finney as well, who right. comes in and could play at a high level. And we saw that last week. Correct. But something that I was telling you is, uh, I mean, I definitely think that Matt in the bigger body helps because of you know who is inside. Big number 99. Yeah, back-to-back depot. How do you think the Steelers go? What, in your mind then, right, is this the best avenue, the best route to try and – you're never going to take that guy out of the game, right? But to try and minimize, what is the best plan of attack for the Steelers for their offensive line in hopes of minimizing Aaron Donald? Yeah, man, you have to think. uh, Marquise Pouncey, he's a great athlete, great center, but he's undersized. He's not a big body center. So you know that Aaron Donald, granted they can go quick for quicks, but Donald's going to have the power element. Matt Filer, between him and B.J. Finney, is a bigger body guy. He's stronger. His punch is perfect as a guard. So when you think about that element of it, I definitely like that. And obviously, DeCastro is who he is. But the other thing that I was uh, that I was talking about that made me realize that, hey, it doesn't necessarily surprise you that Matt was in there with the ones at guard versus B.J. Finney is this. 
coaching staffs, in particular O-line coaches, you never like having your backup, your main backup center be a starter at another position. Okay. Which B.J. Finney is the main backup center. Correct. Because if he's a guard, he goes down, you don't have a snap of the rest of the game. Also, if Marquise Pouncey, something happens there. Or all of a sudden you're moving multiple, or absolutely, multiple if, people if around. If Pouncey goes down, now you have to take your starting guard out, put him at center. Bring somebody, somebody else is going to have to get moved and moved, and it's a trickle-down effect. And then from a rep's standpoint, it throws everything off too. Because otherwise, B.J. Finney, if he's the starting, he's starting at guard, He's literally going to take every rep in practice because he's going to start at guard, get those snaps. Then when the ones go out, he's going to stay in and move over to center and take all those snaps as well. There's a lot that goes on, man. It's a lot of moving parts. Absolutely. Yeah, and but it appears that Filer could line up at the inside position, help Pouncey with the mammoth that is Aaron Donald. It's certainly, uh, certainly going to be something to watch. And again, you know, not spoiling anything, but Five Star Friday coming up here in about a half an hour. I'm sure Aaron, I'm sure Aaron Donald will be involved in some capacity, Motsi. Not that's to spoil true. anything, but I just, you know, they they say to never assume, but I think that's a that's a fair assumption. I don't know, I might have the audible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and lastly, here, kind of a view from the other side and, and reading some some Rams articles and, and checking in on what their media and their fans are talking about. Uh, the need for Cooper Cup to have a productive afternoon. Yes. This is a guy who had 220 yards receiving last week, uh, and now even particularly more, right? We know that this is a team that wants to throw the ball. Uh, you know Todd Gurley's in the backfield, but he's he hasn't been the same Todd Gurley since last year. They're now down Brandon Cooks, kind of you know one of their trio of very talented wide receivers with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. In Cooks' absence... They they are saying that Cup needs to have an, another productive afternoon for for Los Angeles. Yeah, but he's one of those guys that shows he can get hot. And I do think that this Rams offense missed him a lot last year as well, man. I think he's a short-handed safety net for Jerry Goff. He, yes, I mean he gives him what he needs in terms of catchability. He's quarterback friendly. That's that's one of the things they like to say about him, man, and things like that. So. I think that man, him being here is definitely going to provide. It's going to present some challenges, but I do like the way our secondary is structured right now. The health that they have, I do think it bodes well for them in terms of that matchup. No doubt, no doubt. The Steelers, they've got some real depth at options in the secondary, and that's encouraging. That's something we haven't said in a while, particularly crazy, when you right? consider the form of Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton right now. It, the Steelers will have a lot of ways to go about defending that passing attack that rams uh you know the trio again cooks out but cup and woods and and goff who likes to air it out as well too again i don't want to give too much away i don't want to spoil anything here yeah man you're doing too much man but we'll deep dive into these a little bit more in five star friday (sighs) on twitter at wesley Euler at the body 52 that's how you chime in for oh, about the next 90 minutes or so here as we continue to look ahead to Rams and Steelers Sunday afternoon at Heinz Field. When we come back here, I want to talk a little bit about the Steelers wide receivers with Arthur Motes and also the singing Uh-oh. of our Week 10 edition. Here we go. Los Angeles Rams version. Here we go. Of the here we the here we go song, one of our new favorite Friday traditions. We will do that when we return inside the Electric Factory. You are listening to Euler Remotes on the day before the day before. 
penultimate to the penultimate? It's definitely the penultimate to the penultimate. Come on, bro. <laughs> and it's definitely, as always, Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Inside the electric factory with Euler remotes on a Friday. Friday. Oh, yeah. Need all that. Arthur Motes, I wanted to ask you again. Uh, what I, you want to ask me, Wesley? I got to be careful on Fridays. Yeah, you do got to be careful. Because I know a lot of the things that I want to talk to you about, you're going to address directly in your five-star Fridays at you 1 know, o'clock. So you got to save your questions. So, right? Then. So it's like a it's a tightrope that I walk here it a little is. bit of, of not wanting to peel back the curtain too much. But you are the best on that tightrope. But also, <laughs> I'm like the flying trapeze. Absolutely. I'm like the, what's the famous ring? Barnum Brothers? What is it? The famous circus? Barnum and Belly. Is that what the famous yeah, circus Barnum is? Barnum and Bailey. Barnum and Bailey? Yes, yeah, Barnum okay. and his and his brother Bailey. B&B? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I did want to ask you if you thought on Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon at Heinz Field. <laughs> if, uh, now you got me thinking about the circus. <laughs> More onus on Juju Smith-Schuster to still be able to make some plays against Jalen Ramsey or more of the responsibility following on Deontay Johnson and James Washington to pick up the slack against the otherwise somewhat weak Rams secondary. It falls on Deontay Johnson and James Washington, actually, man. Juju is about to go up against arguably one of the best corners in the game. You can make the case between him and Stephon Gilmore, however you want to slice it. But we said yesterday we think it's a pretty substantial gap between those two. So how can I fault Juju, first off, for having to go against Jalen Ramsey? And then on top of that, you got Mason Rudolph, who's making his, what, sixth start? Mm -hmm. So now you're going to ask him to throw at Jalen Ramsey as well? Nah, I don't like that. I can't put that on Juju. So it's got to be more it. on Deontay and James they, those to guys make plays. Have to, those guys have to win their matchups. They have to dominate them. I don't care. I mean, outside of Jalen Ramsey, this secondary is not scary at all. Find a way to get it done, but it definitely falls on those guys, without a doubt. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I do. We've had some questions, speaking of wide receivers on Twitter, uh, about Des Bryant. About Martavis Bryant. Everyone's interested in the Bryants around these parts. Uh, King Dusty tweeted us today about Martavis Bryant. We got a tweet yesterday, I want to say, from Mountain Man, Man Mountain, some, mm, okay. somebody like that on Twitter who was who was asking about Des Bryant. Mountain Man. I don't, I'm not really interested in bringing any of these guys into Pittsburgh, Mozi. Des Bryant was a guy who... He was kind of starting to lose it his last year or two in Dallas. wasn't as athletic. wasn't able to get the separation as much. Now he's coming off a serious surgery. I mean, he, I mean, he did. He was. They said he looked nice that one practice, though. I know it was that one practice. Yeah. Well, you know who else has looked really good in practices? Nope. Dante Moncrief. Nope. I James, don't know none of that. James Washington. I don't know any of that. I, I have no desire to to bring in a Martavis Bryant, a Des Bryant. Is it just because any they're other, Bryant's? Any other Bryant. <laughs> what about the other Antonio Bryant? What about him? <laughs> Let's just bring him in while you're at it. <laughs> Did you see that incredible walk back that he had on Twitter yesterday? No, what happened? So he, we, t- we talked about this at the end of the show, right? His tweet about like bleep the NFL, bleepity bleep bleep. Yes. I'm never going to play that's, in this. That's bleeping. Brown. 
Right, not Bryant. At Bryant. I was about to say, what did Brown? I thought you said Bryant. I was like, what did Bryant tweet? I follow him. He's chill. He isn't tweeting anything reckless. But AB deleting that tweet that we that we shared with you yesterday about, you know, not playing ever again in the NFL and bleep, 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 bleep. He walked it back a little bit last night saying, I'm just very frustrated right now. This is the part where we need the piano, the sad piano Aww. music in no, the get background. The, get the little violin. I'm just very frustrated right now with the false allegations and slander to my name. Wait, what happened to my violins? Mm. I love football and I miss it. I just want to play and I'm very emotional about that. I'm determined to make my way back to the NFL ASAP. Arthur Motz, are we going to see Antonio Brown this season? Next season? I have zero clue, man. XFL in the spring? Maybe XFL. No, the, in all seriousness, the thing is... If you're a GM, how do you trust this guy? I mean, granted, we know how talented he was, but now you're going to have to remember that he has not played football since, was that week two? He hasn't played football since December of... Oh, no, 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 no. He's yeah. played one football, played game, one football since, game since December. In the last 11 months. Yeah. One football game in the last 11 months. So even though he's a, a supreme talent and things like that, he's, what, 31 as well? Yep. So none of these factors are working in his favor. But then, like I said, how do you trust him? Because to me, I read it like this. The tweet, the first tweet, the F the NFL, that was him. Oh, 100%. The second tweet? That was Drew. Drew Rosen Rosen. Yes. And that's why I'm just like. <laughs> Drew Rosen House. I'm like, how do you, if you're a GM, how do you go about saying, hey, I'm going to take a chance on this guy. I think he's changed. Like, the NFL, the him meeting with the NFL is going to be huge, without a doubt. No doubt. But outside of the allegation standpoint. What he's going to do to your locker room in terms of how he is now, like I said, this isn't how he was when I was his teammate. It was drastically different. But what we've seen from him in the 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 right now and recent history, you're seeing that it's an issue. I mean, if he couldn't get it done in New England, and that's supposed to be the best place to be, right, in terms of discipline, structure. Think of all the – Whatever you want to label him, right? I mean, he, he was sitting. The t- he was probably sitting the text messages while he was in practice. Let me shoot this text. I know Bill talking. Let me shoot this real quick. Uh, think of all the things, right? That the Patriots organization, if if you want to label them distractions, right, for lack of a better term, that they've been able to shoulder, right, and still have success in the face of, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You think of all the scandals, right? A Deflate Gate and Spy Gate and whatever Gate they got going on, right? You think of. The fact that they had Aaron Hernandez on their roster for all that time. Uh, The stuff with Patrick Chung and the drugs this past summer. And the stuff with their owner and Robert Kraft and what happened down in Florida. You think of all these things. And what was it, two years ago when there were all those reports in the Boston media about how uh, Garoppolo and Brady and Belichick and and Robert Kraft and and Brady's trainer, none of them get along and they all hate it. All these reports and all these things that seemingly would be distractions to the Patriots organization, right? They've been able to take it on the chin and continue to win. But even they thought Antonio Brown was too much to handle. All that stuff that I just laid out there, a literal murderer on your roster. And they thought A.B. was too much for for them to, to keep around. It's crazy when That's you what, say it like that. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I told you yesterday, 
the, the radio station I used to work for in Philadelphia, yes. which is the Eagles flagship, their big thing all week, they've been debating should the Eagles take a chance on Antonio Brown. Deshaun Jackson's been hurt. Nelson Aguilar can't catch a pass. Correct. Alshon Jeffrey can't catch a pass. Mm-hmm. We need a wide receiver. One of the best we've seen in the last decade, maybe the best we've seen in the last decade, is out there and available. Let's bring him in. One of the old shows that I used to produce for, one of the hosts, called me yesterday to talk about Antonio Brown before his show. Mm -mm -mm. And what I told you was just that right there, was Mike Tomlin, successful coach in the NFL, Super Bowl winner, who has dealt with plenty of egos and characters during his time. This is true. Thought AB was was more trouble than he was worth. John Gruden, who's had success, who's won a Super Bowl, who's dealt with many characters in his time. Thought A.B. was too much to deal with. Bill Belichick in the Patriots, who again, that whole gamut of things I just ran through, Spygate and Deflategate and this gate and that you gate. You name it, they've had it. And Aaron Hernandez and Patrick Chung and, and rumored infighting and, and proprieties with their owner in the law. That's a nice way to put that. <laughs> they thought Antonio Brown was too much to handle. There's a reason why a guy... This was the last thing I said to the radio hosts in Philly. There's a reason why a guy who was the most consistently great wide receiver we've seen since Jerry Rice. Yeah, you could throw T.O. and you could throw Randy Moss into that conversation, certainly. But consistently, but consistently great. Those guys didn't perform. Their ceiling, I think, was higher than Antonio oh, yes, Brown's. Yes. But nobody had consistent week-in and week-out performances like Antonio Brown that we've seen since Jerry friggin' Rice. Say it again. Jerry friggin' Rice. <sighs> And that guy has played one game in the last 11 months. There's a reason for all of that. Without a doubt, man. I mean, you hit it on the head. And I think that organizations, GMs, they're going to be thinking about that. They're going to have to ask themselves, Without hey, a what's, doubt. How could what's you more not, important? Right? Because bringing him in, I mean, just everything that's going to come along with that, not only from what he brings to the locker room, what he's going to bring to your team, but from the media standpoint as well, because they're going to have questions. Now they're going to be – Picking and, and asking and prodding with every player in there, how you responded to AB? How did you feel about his allegations? I mean, is he a distraction? Trust me, as a, as a former teammate of his, you get tired of answering questions like that, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. All right, Motsi, time for some more uh, some more positive. Some Thank more, you. Some more uplifting talk you here. You always want to go negative. Oh, stop it. Jeez. I've got a treat for the people here, all right? Mm-hmm. It's time for me to do some singing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So some of the megawatts cover your ears. You know, like uh, Russell and David out yeah, there. Yeah, Russell will be cover your songs, ears. man. But uh, some others, you know, like Joseph and Rebecca, the lit one. Lit, lit. She like your song. Here comes your favorite part of the week, all right? It's our new Friday tradition where we take the, the classic, the here we go song, and we rewrite the words. For the Steelers' upcoming opponent. So here's your Week 10, Here We Go song, Los Angeles Rams edition. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Cheers, Steelers. Black and a gold. Kind of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. The Stellar Nation has the best radio host. Hey. It's the electric factory, best in the land. Here we go. All right, All right Wes. It's your time, Wes. You it's your time, baby. You got your hype hat on? Yeah! Give him that, give him that heat, Wes. Give him that heat. Here it is. Woo! 
Three wins in a row. Now here come the Rams. Rams. Across the country with their bye week plans. A lot of flight mileage. Yeah, they got big Aaron Donald, but mm. we're going to stop him like he's trafficking the tunnels. Oh. Here we go. Fort Pitt Tunnel. You don't want it. Traffic. Traffic. Ah! Wes, give me that verse. Give me verse two, baby. Give it to me, Wes. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Sean McVay is like the prom king. Yeah. Except he's forgetting just one thing. What's he forgetting, Wes? The Rams ain't seen a pass rush like this. Ooh. But and TJ are coming for Goff and they won't miss. Here we go. TJ, bud. TJ, bud. A TJ, bud sandwich. A TJ, bud sandwich. All right, I got to finish hey. strong. Hey, give it to me, Wes. Give it to me, Wes. It's your time. It's your time. Woo! The Rams traded for that Jag. Ooh. You know the one who played for the Jags. He's a Jag. Jalen Ramsey back in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. where Minka's gonna get the last laugh you heard. <laughs> Ram it. No, no. Steals. Steelers. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Go west. Go west. Dig it dance. Dig it dance. Hey. 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 Yeah. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Woo! Oh, you killed that, Wes. You killed that. What's the what's the grade this week? All right, out hey. of ten. Come on, what's the grade out of ten this week? Hey man, man, you ten point five five this week, baby. Ten point five. I like it. I like it. Whew. You got that heat. All right. So what was the best line? Was it? I like the TJ and Bud sandwich. Yeah, the the Rams ain't seen a pass rush like this. Bud and TJ are coming for golf and they won't miss. Yeah, I love it. That's lyrical. Or did you like? Yeah, they got big Aaron Donald gonna stop him like traffic in the tunnel. I hey, because I've had to deal with Fort Pitt traffic tunnel. For, Going on six years now. Too long. That that I felt that. I felt that to my core. Right? And you know who felt that too? Who? Aaron Donald. Yeah, you're right. Because he knows about that. Because he's from here. Yeah. I also like the uh, Jalen Ramsey, the Jag. Yeah, that's United such, Rams. That's such a Pittsburgh. Trading for that Jag. That's what I try and do. That, that's you know? such a Pittsburgh word. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to work slippy into, into this one yeah. of these weeks as we like go that, along man. and the weather starts to get work. Yeah. I like that. You know, the one. He played for the Jags. Here we go. I will take your reviews on Twitter. At I mean, Wesley Euler at the you, Body bro. 52. The Body. You know they love your song, man. I think we're getting stronger and stronger as, as every week goes along. Oh, without yeah. a doubt, man. Arrow is always pointed up here. Arrow is always pointed up. You know, like the Steelers. After the bye week, we're polishing our product. Hey, man, that's what we do. We're creating content. Give the people what they want. We're a improving outfit week to week, right, Motsi? Because that's what we're trying to do. We are a group on the ride. The same segments that entertain people and made people laugh in June are not going to entertain people and make them laugh in November. Not a chance, man. You got to up the ante. You got to operate with more detail. You got to focus on the minutia. (laughs) We will focus on the minutia. That will continue when we return. You know why, Motsi? Why? Because Fridays mean a lot of things on this show. Mm. You know, you just had my singing of the Here We Go song. I'll do that again one more time before we get out of here. We'll also, you know, get that paper. Show me the money before Gotta we get, get out of here. Get the paper. But what do we do at 1 o'clock on every Friday? Uh-oh. Five star Fridays. When we return.
It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Fridays at 1 o'clock, that means it is time for Arthur Motes' five-star Friday. The five matchups that will most determine the outcome of Steelers-Rams Sunday at Heinz Field. What are they? Well, you got to come back with us for the second hour. Come on, now we ain't giving you no sneak peek, which I thought this was. To find out. Five-star Friday when we return for and hour number two. And we also get my favorite part, the beginning of hour number two. So. <sighs> A lot of fun so far. That's only going to continue. Good afternoon. As we roll along Steel here. Nation. Oh, that's good. <laughs> One hour. Yeah, Mozi's just a mere captain spoiler alert over here. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> One hour in the books, hour number two when we return. Inside the electric factory, you're listening to Euler Motes. Steelers Blitz on SNR. <laughs> Steeler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? I'm bad. Well, that's good. <laughs> Euler Motes with you here inside the Electric Factory, hour number two on your 24-7 home of the Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio. Well, that's good. That's good. Oh, you did a bad. It's good. I know you were sitting on that one, weren't you? you just, you've been plotting that one for a minute now. Just like, oh, yeah, watch it. Wes always does his thing. I'm going to hit How him with that. How are you doing? Oh, terrible, actually. I'm having a really bad day. It's the worst day of my dog died. That's good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm having a terrible day. I got into a car accident this morning. Fender bender on my way to work. Well, well that's, that's good. good. That's good. Oh, man. I tell you what. You know, for every time I think I try to keep you on your toes, you know, you're trying to keep me on my toesies as well, too. Hey, man, that, that's the making of a fun time, man. If we're having fun, then the listeners having fun. That's radio works, radio man. 101 radio 101 right there. Yes indeed. You know our our, our fearless leader Brian Lamartina. Oh, he told me one time uh, about a year ago <laughs> that he said this and I'll never forget it. He said, "Dude, if if people think you're if people are having fun listening to you, if people think you're entertaining, they could listen to you read this is what he said. He said they could listen to you read through names of a phone book and as long as you're laughing and having fun, They're people are laughing and having time. fun." And it's Absolutely, true. And we, we hope you're all laughing along with us. Yeah, man. Inside the electric factory, as always, the power grid, the megawatts are Woo! lighting up Twitter with the reviews for my Here We Go song. Uh-oh. Tanner so far, says, so good? Yeah, so far so good. Tanner says, a little bit of a stretch in the second verse, but the last Jag verse <laughs> was fire. Hey. Was fire. Rebecca, all, the, all the fire emojis. Rebecca, the lit one. Lit, lit, lit. We always give her credit because she was the one who really pushed me over the edge to make this a thing. <laughs> she did. She was the one who, after the first week against the Ravens, she was like, this is great. Like, you guys got to keep if, doing this. But see, I don't know if she gets credit or if people are going to, like, come at her now. Like, hey. Why did it's, you yeah. motivate this guy to sing it's, this song? It's because of you that I have to listen to my I gotta ears go, bleed. Now I gotta go shoot you a message. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because when I was growing up, the thing I think that I really wanted to be in life first was like I wanted to be Stevie Ray Vaughan. 
You know what I mean? Like, like okay. I wanted to be Stevie Ray Vaughan. I wanted to be Eric Clapton. I wanted to be John Mayer. You know, like one of those yeah. dudes who could just get up on stage with a guitar and just rip. Okay. Right. And it was about the time that I was 15, 16, mm. when I realized, man, there's a lot of people out there who are better than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't sing worth a lick, right? But you and look so, good, though. Well, I mean, the hair is always on point. That's all that matters. So I told my father, who you know, we talked about this yesterday, mm -hmm. violinist with the Pittsburgh Symphony. I told my father we were having a discussion one time about, Dad, I don't know if this whole music thing's going to work out for me. And, you know, he's doing the whole father encouraging thing and I said dad I, I can't sing and he goes yeah, well neither could Bob Dylan that never stopped him oh wow <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I can't sing but if it didn't stop Bob Dylan it's not gonna stop me you sing your heart out little little what you sing your heart out Rebecca says I'm getting funny looks from the office peeps because I'm laughing out loud the tunnel line was lit <laughs> and Mozi's growling ram sounds don't know about me don't know about you but it made me <laughs> crying emoji <laughs> And then Tyler says, loved the Here We Go remix. Now time for Five Star hey. Friday because we in it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You want to chime in on Twitter at Wes Euler at the Body 52. The Body. But it is 1 o'clock, about 1 o'clock on a Friday. And that can only mean one thing. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we in it. It's a five-star match. Oh, we're going to hit it again. We're in it. So nice, got to run it back twice. So nice, I got to run it back twice. That's the second week in a row I've done that. Who's our producer for this shit? Jeez, need more detail on this work. Five-star Friday! Matchup number one. Okay, good people. Time to give you what you need. Five-star matchup in the first five-star matchup is AFC Defensive Player of the Week, Bud Dupree, and his partner in crime, Mr. T.J. Watt versus Jared Goff. Hmm. Now, to get into more detail. Yeah, against Goff and not the offensive line, huh? These guys, because I'm not worried about Whitworth. I'm not worried about those nameless gray faces trying to block these two guys. But what they have to do is pressure. They have to hit. And they have to sack Jared Goff to force him into turnovers. Because when he's uncomfortable, when he's feeling pressure, he'll give that ball up. That's what he will do. And, and it's not like this. He's got is, seven interceptions in eight games so far this year, right? Talk about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and did we mention he's been sacked 12 times as well? That's a lot of sacks. That's a lot of sacks. And that's before they faced a pass rushing duo. Right. And they're already almost at a baker's dozen. So just thinking about those two together versus Rams' offensive line, I'm not worried about that offensive line. But you got to just get the golf, period. Though those offensive linemen for the Rams, they're just speed bumps along this long road. I but like that. You get to golf early, often, that bodes well because we all know what the secondary is capable of, right? We know what the secondary is going to do if they get their opportunities, if some of those passes get tipped, if some of those passes are hurried. We saw how golf looked in the Super Bowl when he was getting a little bit of pressure. Mm -hmm. A little happy feet. Now. Hey, and I'm not talking the dancing penguin either. So with that being said, Bud, TJ, get after that man. And the one thing that Goff does do, well, I mean, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He does he does more than one thing well. I guess. But he does get rid of the ball quickly. Yes. So you're going to have to get after him quick, pin those ears back, and just, you know, just hop right over those roadblocks, right? Come on, man. It's simple. Five-star Friday. Matchup number two. All right. We hinted to this a little earlier. But from an offensive standpoint, Steelers offense, Deontay Johnson. Mm. James. Monk. Oh, not Wadcrief. I'm tripping. James, James Moncrief. Washington. Woo. Don't want that. All right. But Deontay Johnson, James Washington versus whoever 
they align on those guys. It could be Troy Hill. It could be Nikhil Roby Coleman. It doesn't matter who they put out there. Those guys have to win those matches because, let's be real, we know who Juju has to see today. Or, excuse me, on Sunday. Yeah, He's hopefully he doesn't Jalen have to Ramsey. see him today. Yeah, I hope not. He might be dreaming about him, though. You don't want it. Jalen Ramsey, you don't want to go at that. Not with Mason. Mason's not ready for that. I mean, he could prove us wrong and show that he is ready. But right now, why why even mess with that? So with that being said, you can't abandon the pass altogether. You can't say we're not going to throw the ball. You can't say we're going to go quietly into that dark night. No. Heck nah. You got to do the opposite. We're not going to go quietly into that dark night. We're not going to just lay down. We're going to make you get it the hard way. And by that, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, it starts with y'all. If you guys win your matchups, if you guys prove to just be capable, prove to just be, I don't know, 50% from out there, it's a great day for both of y'all, and it's a great day for the Steelers' offense going forward as well. The hard way. Mm-hmm. The ski mask way. Ooh, talk to me. Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. James Washington. Black Tims and hoodies. Versus that Rams secondary. That is certainly littered with question marks after one Jalen Ramsey. Yes, sir. Five-star Friday. Matchup number three. All righty. Now, you know I couldn't just breeze through this segment without talking about my guys on the offensive line or that bad man from L.A. Well, he's from Pittsburgh, played at Pitt, held to Pitt, but he's currently with the Rams. What's his name? Aaron Donald. Is he good? He might be. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So with that being said, still is line. You got a man child coming in here. You got a man that has balled out two years back to back depot defense player of the year as rare air. Talk about a guy who's gonna line up all over the line of scrimmage. Pouncey, you'll get a chance. Fowler, you'll get a chance. The character, you'll get a chance. Al, you'll get a chance. Chooks, you'll get a chance. Oprah style, baby. Oprah style. Man, he shares the wealth. But with that being said, you have to minimize his impact. As a unit, you have to understand wherever he's aligned at, your brother needs to be aware so he can provide you some help. We understand also that, hey, he's elite versus the pass, but sometimes in the run, it's not the same level of intensity. So understand that, hey, in certain elements, you're going to be able to get some wins on him, get in his head. But no, too, he's going to be emotional. First game back, sure. Hinesville, he's going to feel some type of way. Just be prepared. Steelers O-line, I need you. Minimize that man's impact. Aaron Donald against the offensive line. Aaron Donald, I mean, you talk about an accomplished guy, right? Yeah. Five-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, two-time back-to-back defending NFL DP. Oh, why? Led the NFL in sacks last year with 20 and a half. He was the defensive rookie of the year in 2014 when he came out. Whole laundry list of awards when he was in college. How much did he just get paid to? How much did he just get paid? A whole lot of money. Whole lot, a whole lot of. You know my favorite Aaron Donald statistic, though? What is it? 0-3 against the Mountaineers in his time at Pitt. Oh, five-star Friday matchup number four. I wonder what was his stats in those matchups. I don't know, but 0-3 against the Mountaineers. That's all I care about. That's the only statistic that mattered. He didn't get to play him a fourth time because that was the year that Pitt went to the ACC. WVU went to the Big 12. Aaron Donald never beat the Mountaineers. Yeah, man. I'm sure he has a that's, long line of bodies. I, I why is that not listed? Team. His career highlights on his Wikipedia page here, they have nothing about the fact he never beat the Mountaineers. I mean, what are we doing here, Wikipedia? Just saying, man. It's the Mountaineers. Like, huh? Name his great face. <laughs> Five-star <laughs> Friday. 
Matchup number four. All right, now the fourth matchup. The fourth one is a big one. It's a critical one because it's going to address an error that the Steelers had last week from a defensive standpoint. Last week, we saw them allow the Colts to move the ball with ease 20 to 20, between the 20s, and they had a kicker in Adam Van, uh, Adam Vinatieri, who historically has hit, kick, hit field goals, but last week he struggled, had one blocked, missed the game winner, obviously. This week, you cannot allow that because uh, they don't have Adam Vinatieri as their, as their kicker. They got a guy named Greg. Greg the leg. Greg the leg. And he's money for 50-plus. Oh, did I tell you he hit a 58-yarder thing? Justin Tucker. That's his. That's the type of class of kicker he's in. Defense. You can't allow this Rams offense to have that type of success and move the ball inside, you know, 20 to 20s. Honestly, when they're crossing midfield, you are one first down away from them being in scoring range. Understand that. Understand that this isn't a game that you want to get into a shootout in. Understand that this isn't a game that you want to have to depend on your offense to try to put up big numbers. So understand that every point counts. Understand that if you're just giving up field goals like it's nothing, that's going to be an issue. Because Greg, Greg the leg, he'll hit him. He's not missing game winners. Okay? So with that being said, beast out on first down. Smash the run. Make Goff have to throw the ball. Make Goff have to beat you. Because I don't think he could do it. But if you allow these guys to run the ball, if you allow these guys to have success and move that ball. Dink and, get and dunk down downs, the field. Absolutely. That will put you in a bind. We don't need that. So be sharp early and often. Still defense. Five star Friday. Matchup number five. All right, now I say the fifth and final five star matchup for the best. The one and only. The best for last. Best for last. You already know that. Mason Rudolph versus. Mason Rudolph. Whoa, what did you just do there? Come on, man. It's the battle within. The man versus the man in the mirror. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I'm asking him to throw downfield. Yeah. Believe in yourself and play the game. Because if you don't get in your head and play, and you can do something special today. Mason Rudolph, I need you, baby. Believe in yourself. You are here for a reason. The coaching staff believes in you for a reason. They could have went back to Duck if they really wanted to. They could have went and went shopping. That's where Coach Thomas said, I can go shop and go bring me a guy and play quarterback if he really wanted to. If we really wanted to just go with the mindset of, hey, we're just going to run the ball and play defense. But no, they believe in you. You have to believe in yourself and play your game. If you like to throw the ball downfield, you like to take chances, do that. Don't be afraid. Don't play to not mess up because that's what you've done sometimes. You've played not to mess up. We believe in you. Not only do you have to believe in yourself, but you got to get out your own head. Don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. Play your game. And also, don't let the fans get in your head. Because if you struggle early in this game, which could happen, obviously, with the pass rush that they have, fortunately, some bad throws, the fans, let's be real, they might boo you. They're a little they impatient. Might, they might call for duck. <laughs> you cannot let that knock you off your game. Yeah. You cannot let that knock you off your confidence. You cannot let you, you can't let that make you shy away from the person that you are, from the player that you're capable of being. That's short-term memory. Short-term memory, absolutely. Go out there, understand that, hey, you're not on a short leash. 
you don't have a short leash. It's your in job. Fact, in fact, you don't have a leash this year. Right. You got the green light. Devlin ain't coming back in unless you get hurt. You are Kobe Bryant. Shooters, shoot. Ben ain't walking through that door. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Mason. Mason, listen. Listen. It's your time. What better way than to do it at 425 versus the defending NFC champion? Against a head coach that has never lost in the regular season to an AFC team. The storyline gets better. What's better than three wins? How about four mm-hmm. in a row? Mm-hmm. You don't want that? You don't want to be a key catalyst to that, Mason? If you want to be a key catalyst to this team's success, Mason, you got to play your game. You have to believe in yourself, baby. I believe in you. West believes in you. Stealing Nation believes in you. And if they don't, you better make them. All right. You know what's better than three wins in a row? What's up? Four wins in a row. What's better than four wins? Well, hold on. We're just trying. We're just oh, trying I'm to just make checking. this week. Right, let's go check. Five wins? I mean, yeah, six, two, seven. Mm-hmm. No, what? Went out? Huh? What? The only thing I like more than three <laughs> wins in a row is four wins in a row. That's what we're going for Sunday afternoon against the Rams. Arthur Motes, one more time. Your five-star Friday matchups that will most likely determine the outcome of Steelers-Rams. All right. The first five-star matchup is Bud and T.J. Watt versus Jared Goff. Have to pressure him. Have to hit him. Have to force him into turnovers for being uncomfortable. Huge. Critical. The second matchup, Deontay Johnson and James Washington versus whoever the Rams align out there on those guys, whether it's Troy Hill, whether it's Nikhil Roby Coleman. Neither of those guys are Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey will be on Juju. So it's important that, hey, you don't abandon the pass game. You guys elevate your game. The third matchup, Steel's offensive line versus Aaron Donald. They're all going to get their opportunities to block this man. They all have to understand the, the challenges that are presented by him aligning on him and what he does well, what he doesn't do well. Capitalize on it. Take advantage of it. The fourth one, Steelers defense. Stop the dink, dunk, first downs, easy stuff like that. Don't allow this Rams offense to move the ball free will through the 20s because Greg the leg hits from 50-plus with ease. As long as it's not in Seattle. But this is in Seattle. Yeah, this is unfortunately Pittsburgh. So with that being said, mm-hmm. you have to be sharp. You can't allow the easy the easy first downs, the cheap ones, and have you regretting and saying, oh, man, I wish. The 30-yard drives that turn yes. into three points. That, yeah, you can't do that because this is a game where you can, every every point is going to count. You're going to need it all. So don't give them threes. Don't, don't spot that to them. And then the fifth and final five-star matchup, Mr. Mason Rudolph versus Mr. Mason Rudolph. The game within the game, the man in the mirror, Understand that you are here for a reason. You don't have a leash, so go out there and play your game, man. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Great stuff there, as always, from Professor Motes. I love it. It's one of my favorite parts about Friday. Five-star Friday. And it's always a five-star matchup because we in it. Because we in it. When we come back here, I want to look a little around the league, right? Some juicy matchups that I want to talk about with Arthur Motes before we get to our predictions, our show me the money, or get that paper. And I will sing the Here We Go song, Los Angeles Rams edition. You better sing that song again. One more time before we get out of here. But let's look around the league a little bit, around the AFC North a little bit, and all other happenings this weekend across the NFL when we return inside the Electric Factory at Steelers Blitz on SNR.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. factors around the National Football League, a huge weekend across the NFL, a bunch of big games impacting division races, wild card races, all that good stuff as we enter the second half of the season, and it continues to get more real up in here, Arthur Motes. Oh, you better believe it. So let's look at take a look at some of these other matchups around the National Football League well, before that, we man. get back into our Steelers-Colts factors and wrap-ups and predictions. Lions at Bears. Uh, this is a, a one that both of those teams desperately need if they hope to stay in the uh, the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. The division race there with the, the Vikings and the Packers stacking some wins. Who do you believe in more? Of the Vikings or the Packers or the Lions or the Bears? Lions and Bears. Lions and Tigers and Bears? Oh, my. Mm, I like Zebras. Um, Man. <laughs> Part of me wants to say the Lions just because... I think Matt Nagy is is in a bad place with that Chicago team. Mm. I think Mitch Trubisky is in a bad place this year. Uh, that defense, which, which had a league leading 36 turnovers last year, only has 11 at this point. Correct. But it's also hard for me to, you know, the guy that I call the pencil fraud and Matt Patricia. Ooh, are you believing? Is that what Matt you're saying? Matt Stafford. Are you are you a believer now? Is that what you're saying? Mm, I think uh, I think is the that Bears. What you're I, I think the Bears. This game's in Chicago. I probably still give oh, them. Oh, it's in Chicago. It's in Chicago. Ah, okay, okay. I like that. I th- probably still give them the edge, but that defense has got to start forcing turnovers again. Like that's how. That's the only way they can win. No, you're absolutely right, man. They can't live off the past. They can't live off of what they used to do last year. I want to see them create those type of splash plays this year. But for me, the reason why. I have to go Lions in the pencil fraud, as you like to call them. I mean, you leave out the biggest issue, and that's the quarterback play. True. Like, for me, that says more than enough. I feel like even if the Bears defensively do frustrate Stafford a little bit, I think that he still is light years ahead of uh, young Trubisky. That's a good point by you. He must play like West Virginia or something. Would you take it easy? All right, my bad. I'm just checking. Any letdown this week for the Ravens in Cincinnati? Mm. On paper, right? Should be a walk in the park for Baltimore. But any letdown after that big win against New England? I don't think England? it's going to be a letdown. It's not going to be a blowout, though. And it's the NFL, man. Yeah. And and that's a division opponent. Those guys play each other tough all the time. Same way how uh, Ravens and Browns play each other tough all the time. It's just the nature of the AFC North. I do think they get the job done. But I do think it's not going to be as bad as some people might think it's going to be. And that game's in Baltimore, correct? The game is in, no, it's in Cincinnati. Oh, it's in Cincinnati on top yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Cincinnati fans they don't really show up like that. Man, they'll be riding the Escaloser yeah. by the third quarter. Absolutely. Bills at Browns. Hey. Six and two versus two and six. Yet the Brownies are favored by two and a half points at home against your Buffalo Bills. Yeah. If I'm betting, I'm taking the spread. You taking the Bills and the points? Is that what Absolutely. you're telling me? Absolutely. I do think the Browns, though. <laughs> If they could just, you know, hide Freddie Kitchens (laughs) 
and bringing somebody who's going to commit to running the ball. I think that's the first time I've ever heard somebody <laughs> suggest hiding the head just, coach. Just hide that, man, and let somebody else take over for this game and just run the ball. I think they'll be fine. The problem is kids is not going to do that. He doesn't. I don't know if he doesn't believe in it. I don't know if he doesn't feel that that's, you know, glamorous enough way to win by just running the ball. You got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt now. What are you doing? Run the ball. Yeah, Baker's not throwing it to OBJ or Landry anyways. Run the ball. Chiefs at Titans. Patrick Mahomes back. The Chiefs. Perfect 4-0 on the road this season. Make it 5. Make it 5. Yeah. Falcons at Saints. You said Saints are what? Six and one now. Saints are no eight and one. I think seven and one. Seven and one. They've won six. Well, five in a row without Breeze, right. and then the sixth with so him coming seven back. Seven and one. The game is in New Orleans. Make them eight and one. Yeah, Atlanta can't hang with the Saints, right? Not a chance. And that's a, a division game for them. They definitely want to kick their butts. The Battle of New Jersey. No. Jets at Giants. Dysfunction <laughs> on dysfunction. Gosh, toilet bowl on toilet bowl. But the Giants, right, they win a, probably a, a, an ugly game. Are you giving the Jets some hope? I personally am. I don't know how I feel about Danny Dimes just yet. Who gave him the nickname Danny Dimes? You got to earn that nickname, man. Stop it. But with that being said, man, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards – I just I feel like Sam Darnold. I feel like L. Bell. I feel like the defense – now, Saquon is nice. But the Giants, once again, no Sterling Shepard. So I'm just kind of like, ah, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about them. Yeah, we talk a lot about good on good. This is bad on bad. Yeah, it's real bad on real bad. <laughs> and Met Life in New Jersey. I can tell you what, that's one game I probably will not be watching. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Strong, strong possibility I will not be tuned in for that. Probably won't watch this one either. Cardinals at Buccaneers, Arizona at Tampa Bay. Ooh, revenge game. But if I was to Bruce watch. Arians, left Witch. Kyler Murray. I'm just saying, man. You know he's got the current longest streak in the NFL, 172 attempts without throwing an interception for Kyler Murray. Ooh, you just jinxed him. You just jinxed him. (laughs) You're welcome, Tampa Bay. Interception coming. Here you go. Dolphins at Colts. Colts looking to bounce back against the Dolphins team that's looking to make it two in a row, Motsi. Can the Dolphins stack Ryan Fitzpatrick? No. Yeah, I agree. It's not happening. It's going to be nice, though. Is, um... Jacoby Brissett going to be playing or no? What do they say on him? Yeah, I think he's still questionable. Okay. Yeah. And T.Y. Hilton still out. They say it's going to be a couple weeks for him. You know Miami's defense by the numbers is top 15 in the NFL over the last four weeks. You know what? Bowl prediction. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah? Bowl prediction. Yeah, you and I both took them to win last week, and we were correct. Just throwing it out there, man. They're stacking them two in a row. Are they going to get the speech? From Brian Flores, like the uh, the major league speech. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, if we win today, that would make it two in a row. It hasn't been done around here in a long time, hey. but it's called a winning streak. Same, man. Panthers at Packers. Two teams looking to, uh, to get back to feeling good about themselves in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers against that defense. Coming off a tough performance against the Chargers. True. The Panthers still feeling the sting from that embarrassing beatdown by the 49ers. But they got Kyle Allen. I like him. Yeah? Well, I like him more this week because he doesn't have to look over his shoulder now that Cam's official IR. That's true. That helps out a ton. I can tell you as a player, anytime you can get that confidence of not having to worry about if I mess up or, or I know I'm only on borrowed time, 
man, you just are able to play so much freely and just really show what you can do. So I definitely like that going forward for him. Sunday night. Oh, a real narrative game. Oh, Vikings at Cowboys. Mm, your Vikings. Your Cowboys. Minnesota and Dallas both come in with top ten offenses and defenses by the numbers. By the numbers, yes. Right. By the numbers being the key word there. Yep. Uh, who do you think has the? Because I think if you look at these situations, right, it is kind of these are two similar teams, right? Quarterbacks that can win games but have question marks. Very big question marks. Solid run game. Absolutely. Weapons at wide receiver. Without a doubt. And two defenses that are amongst the better units in the league. Who are you giving the advantage to? The the purple people eaters or the the guys with the star on their helmet? It's in Big D. At Jerry World. Okay, with that being said, I think Vikings do get it done. I think Kirk Cousins is the better quarterback. Even though Zeke is the better running back, I mean, well, not according to Zeke, because Zeke said that Cook was He did say back. Cook was better. Just throwing it out there. But I do think the Vikings offense is a lot better and a lot more consistent than this Cowboys offense. I agree. They have more talent. More ways to beat you. Yes. And then from a defensive standpoint, I think, I mean, both defenses are good. I think the Cowboys have the better defense, but I think this Vikings team can definitely get the job done. And they're already used to playing indoors anyway, so it's not going to really affect them taking that trip to D. A juicy one Sunday night in primetime. Vikings at Cowboys. Also, Motsi. Maybe the creme de la creme of this oh, week 10. The creme? The creme? Comes on Monday night. Uh-oh. Seahawks. Yeah. At 49ers. Yeah. 7-2 at 9-0. and oh. Yeah. Oh, potential Josh Gordon. <gasps> potential Josh Gordon. Ooh, I like it. Get this. Seattle. twenty. A little uh, Mike Tomlin type trend here. 27-5-1 in primetime games under Pete Carroll. The Seahawks 8-2 on Monday nights under Pete Carroll, but they have to go up, well, I guess down, because they're coming from they're Seattle. They have to go down to Santa Clara to Northern California to take on the undefeated 49ers at home. Motsi, this is one that I think all football fans will be locked into on Monday night. Yeah, that's the matchup I'm looking forward to the most. I want to watch that game a lot. I think it's going to be fun. How you leaning? If Josh Gordon is out there, I like Seahawks. No Josh Gordon, I think San Fran's defense minimizes Russell Wilson's mm. impact. I think they match up well with them. And they have the, like I said, the pass rushes to get after Russell and actually bring him down. Russell excels in games where they don't have anyone who can run with him or, or match up with him in that regard. But I think this 49ers front definitely could do that. And like I said, their secondary is a lot better than what they've seen. Euler remotes. Last chance to get your predictions in now. How do you think Sunday will play out for the Steelers and the Rams? You got any other predictions about happenings around the National Football League? Get them in now. This is your last chance on Twitter. At Wesley Euler. At the body 52. The body. Because when we return, I'll sing our Here We Go song for you one more time. And it'll also be time to get that paper. Show me the money. Show me the money! We will have our... Get that paper segment. Got to get the paper. Where we will give you our five predictions from the NFL and college football that will also, as always, include a score prediction of how Sunday will play out between the Steelers and the Rams. We'll show you the money next when we return. So don't go anywhere. You're inside the electric factory. It's Euler Remotes. It's Steelers Blitz. And as always, it's on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. 
How does Sunday play out at Heinz Field? We've got some predictions rolling in here. Michael says, what up, Wes? What up, Moats? I think 27-17. Hey. Steelers. Shout out to Michael. Let's go. Those are Michael's words there, not mine. Although, yes. let's, let's Even go. Though, I mean, your let's go is like some of the best let's go in the business. Yeah, I am a pretty good hype man, you know? I'd have been a good friend of a rapper, you know? Mm. You know any? Are you you a rapper? You want to go on tour? I could be your hype man? I mean, I know a couple. They don't, they, they don't hey. want they don't hey. want Wes. Hey. They want Wes. Too much too much He's energy. Too much energy. Jason, uh, this is a prove it game for the Steelers. If your best offensive line holds up number 99, Juju and Mason gotta burn Ramsey at least once. Taco. And if you're the best defense, shut down Goff, Gurley, and company. Mm. Yeah. Hey, you shut down Goff, Gurley, and company, and the Steelers are going to have a great chance to win this game. Arthur Motes and I will get to our predictions. We'll tell you what we think the final score of the game is going to be. We'll also give you our, uh, you know, our get that paper picks. That's to get the paper. Our show you the money picks. But before we get there, Motesy. Uh-oh. Gots to give the people what they want. Give them what they want. So if you missed it in the first hour, our new favorite Friday tradition, our Here We Go Stellar's song. Stellar's. But with the lyrics rewritten about the Steelers' upcoming opponents. So here is your Week 10 version of Here We Go, Los Angeles Rams edition. Here we go. Mm. Hey, hey, hey. Chair to Stellars, black and a gold. This town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. Stellar Nation has the best radio host. We listen to Electric Factory every day at noon. Here we go. Okay. Hey. 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 Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go, Motsi. Talk to him. West, give him that heat. West, give him that heat. Woo! Three wins in a row. Now here come the Rams. Here we go. Across the country with their bye week plans. Oh, they chilling. Yeah, they got big Aaron Donald, uh-huh. but we're going to stop him like he's trafficking the tunnels. Here oh, we go. Four pit tunnel the worst. Shout out to the traffic. Rush hour. Make you go crazy. Kill it, Wes. Yeah, bloody. That new West, that new heat. Here we go. Rams edition. Ha ha. Sean McVay, the NFL's new prom king. Except he's forgetting just one thing. What's he forgetting? What's he forgetting? The Rams ain't seen a pass rush like this. Uh-uh. But in TJ, you're coming for golf and they won't miss. Here we go. A TJ Bud sandwich. A TJ Bud sandwich. With who french don't? fries and coleslaw on it. Oh, yeah. So Pittsburgh. Hey, 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 hey. Last one, West finish up. West last first. Kill it. Woo! The Rams went and traded for that Jag. Oh, man, you know him. You know the one who played for the Jags. Yeah, that guy, that guy. Jalen Ramsey coming back to Pittsburgh uh-huh. where Minka's gonna get the last laugh you heard. Here <laughs> we go. Go, Minka. <laughs> Nah, bruh. Pittsburgh, all time. Steelers. Steelers. Go, West. Go, West. West the man. West the man. Go, West. 
Go West. West the man. West hey, the man. Here we go. Hey. Stellars. Okay. Here hey. we go. Okay. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to West. <gasps> There's your week 10 edition Woo! of the Here We Go song. You know what I didn't think about? We're going to have to do that on Thursday next week. You are right. Uh, me too. But we got week 10 on deck first. Oh, yeah. Before we play Baker Mayfield and them brownies next week. Them brownies. And get, I do like brownies. Get that paper. Cats to get the paper. It's a little something Arthur Motes and I started doing last year. Show me the money. Get Show that paper. Me the money. And through nine weeks this season, Motesy. Oh. I'm pulling into the lead for the first time. Yes. Through nine weeks, get this neck and neck. Arthur Motes, 23 16 and 1. Wesley Euler, hey, that's me, 24-15-1. Hey, man, it's a tight, tight race. So just one game separating us through nine weeks, Motsi. It's been, it's been a tight race, like you said. And the good news is, right, that if people are playing along with us, nobody's oh, losing. No, you're winning a ton of money. Everyone's a winner here. We're well above the line, to use Coach varsity. Tomlin's words. We are major varsity. So now it's time to get that paper. Just to get the paper. Week 10 edition. Oh, yeah. Show me the money. Show me the money! Man, it dropped on me. Okay, there it is. You know the only thing that stinks about Show Me the Money this week? Talk about it. Is that we can't pick... Because they played last night on Thursday Night Football. So you came prepared today. I did. You know, normally I pick the five games and Arthur Motes tells me if he agrees or disagrees. But you came with two picks of your own today. Yeah. So do we want to start in the college ranks here? Yeah. All right. Give the people what they you, need. You no, want to no. go? I want you to do it. I brought it to you. I'm not using your games. Oh, you're not going to use my games? No. Oh. I got my two college picks. Oh, you so, got your two oh, college so that's picks. That's what we're doing now. Yeah. Okay. All right. You want to play then? You really want to play? That's, so we go play like that today. I mean, you got some interesting picks here. I oh, 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 so, two oh, so. of these teams. Oh, I did watch one of them. I watched them lose with my own two eyes. But Ooh, other than that. Disrespect. You want to start? All right, Bumper. Let's start then, baby. Okay. All right. So for this here Get Your Paper segment, we got second ranked James Madison University Dukes. First 24th ranked University of New Hampshire Wildcats. UNH? Yeah! JMU favored by 17 and a half. 17.5. Yes, indeed. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, but you know what? The Dukes got a whole lot of wins, unlike the Mountaineers. So, with that being said, (laughs) give me a JMU. Minus 17 and a half. I love it. All right, what's your other college pick that you came to the show with here today? No, no, no. First off, what you picking? Okay. Yeah. Do Let's it right. start. Do it right. Do I start with the local flair or do I start with the uh, the non-local flair? I don't know what you mean. Well, one of my college picks involves a local team. One no, does no, not. No, no, no. Oh, you haven't picked on mine yet, though. I'm not picking on yours. You have to. I'm not. We picked five games. I haven't games. watched a second of UNH and football I love this it year. Because I haven't watched a second of half these games you pick. Okay, well then that's why you don't have to pick them. No, it's I'm a not pick picking. I'm pick not em. picking a 17 pick and a half point spread. Pick them. Okay, I'll say I'm with you on JMU, but that's not <laughs> one of my five picks. I'll tell you if I agree or disagree, but I'm not putting my money on the line yeah. for teams I've never watched. Yeah. JMU minus 17 and a half seems uh-huh. like a pretty good pick. I will say, <laughs> this is like a pretty good pick. Is number one? Is it North Dakota State? Yes, it is. 
I think it kind of speaks to how good those two programs are. Without a doubt. That JMU is playing another ranked team. Yes. But they're still 17 and a half point favorites. Hey. Is that game in Virginia? It is. Okay, so it's a home one for the Dukes. It's a great day to be a Duke. All right, my first college football pick. I'll start with the local flair, all right? right? Okay, okay, give it to me. Big one uh, at noon tomorrow in the grand scheme Uh of the college football playoffs. Penn State, Uh who's suddenly in the playoff picture right now. They're on the inside looking in. True. Six and a half point favorites at Minnesota. P.J. Fleck, the upstart Golden Gophers. I'm not feeling it. Now, it's funny. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Wait a minute here. I haven't watched the second of a Minnesota Golden Gophers game. Well, that's your fault. No, 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 no. Well, you don't have to pick this one either because you got your two college games. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Give me that. That was not the rules. Give me. That was not the rules. You, you, you've been in the rules all the time. That was not the rules. We're moving the goalposts here. I see. (laughs) Penn State minus six and a half. Give me that. Penn State wins by ten points. I know they could be looking ahead to Ohio State. I get it, but I, I think Minnesota is on the right track under yes. P.J. Fleck, but I don't. I think Penn State's good, and Minnesota hasn't played really anybody good. that good yet. Penn State giving and, them six and, and a half. Young receiver. Ooh, yeah. Man, be nice. He's yeah, nice, give nice. me Penn State minus six and a half at Minnesota against the Golden Gophers. Yeah, I like that 100%. I don't think it's going to be close. I think Minnesota, I mean, excuse me, not Minnesota, I think Penn State. At least by two touchdowns, I think they get it. Yeah, 13 points, something like that. Absolutely. I think they're just a better team. It's not even close. What's your other college football pick? Oh, right. My other college pick has a top 25 opponent. Ooh. Yeah, you know, I like seeing the top 25s. Mm -hmm. SMU, ranked 25th. East Carolina. Traveling there, though. Former JMU coach at East Carolina, Mike Houston. You know, former national champion. You know, you guys are running. The Pirates are. You know what I'm saying, man? Going to SMU. Last time he went there, he won. But this time he's going as a 21-point underdog. Whew. 21. Against Whew. the upstart Mustangs. With that being said, baby, give me the ECU Pirates. There's no way they're losing. You're taking three touchdowns? Absolutely. Any day of the week, baby. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, too. And see, that's why we got to have opposite college picks here, because we can't be picking the same things. You're right. You're right. So your two college picks, you've got your alma mater, the James Madison Dukes. Go Dukes. Minus 17 and a half against New Hampshire. And you've got another purple team Mm -hmm. with a JMU connection. East Carolina, the Pirates, right? Yes, indeed. Plus 21 against the Mustangs of SMU. My second college pick for the week. Give me the U. The U. The Miami Hurricanes, six-point favorites at home against Louisville. They win by You're really gonna watch that game? Seven or ten. You really gonna watch that game? Oh, buddy, I'm glued. Saturday you we've had oh, this conversation. Yeah. Saturday's football day for me. It's my one day off a week. That game's gonna be trash. I stopped watching Miami after Yeah. 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 Miami minus six against Louisville. Oh, Take it to the bank. Into oh, the National yeah. Football League we go, Arthur Motes. All right, here we go. You want me to start here? Come on, let's get it rocking. A, t- a game that we talked about a little bit. We did. Well, I mean, I guess technically we talked about all the other games in the I National mean, Football a, League. So, we did technically talk about the game. Bears-Lions. You asked me how I felt and who I was riding with. Yes. I didn't want to give too much away there because that's mm. one of my picks. Uh-huh. In Chicago, the Bears are only two-point favorites. You don't like them. You're right, I don't, but I like them a lot more than the Lions. At home in a must-win game, give me the Chicago Bears minus two against Detroit. That's unfortunate, man. That is very unfortunate that you would do that. For me, give me the pencil fraud. Give Ooh, me Matt Stafford. I like it. And we get, well, not we, because I'm not rocking with them, but they get the job done. 
So we've got a three picks so far, and we're different on all three. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking this. Packers. My boy, Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> At home against Carolina. And a stingy Carolina defense. Uh, even stingier. Well, it was a stingy Packers defense. Until then, yeah. Uh, and a Carolina offense that it's had a lot of success with your boy Kyle Allen and yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Packers uh, four and a half point favorites. Four and a half? Four and a half point favorites. Stop it. Give me Aaron Rodgers minus four and a half. He hurt Ooh. me last week. He won't hurt me two weeks in a row. I've got the pack. Yeah. Minus four and a half. That one girlfriend I knew was like, yo, he would never do that again. Oh, my, he did it again. Oh, he would never do it again. Oh, he did it again. That's what you sound like with Aaron Rodgers. Uh-uh. I'm all the way cool on him, man. Give me the Carolina Panthers. You said I get four, four Ooh, and a half? You get four plus four and a half. Plus four and a half. Yeah, Panther it up. Rawr, keep pounding. All right, so you get, the, <laughs> you get the Lions in two points. Yes. You get the Carolina Panthers in four and a half points. I love it. To Pittsburgh we go. Hey. Heinz Field. Heinz Field. 4.30 on Sunday. Sunday. The defending NFC champion. Hold on. You said 4.30. Is it really 4.30? Well, it's like 4.25. Come on, man. Uh, attention to details. 4.30 you know rolls off the tongue nicer, though. You no, know? man. 4.25. Attention to details. It's like good evening versus good morning versus good afternoon. Come on, bro. Last week, Arthur Motes, I put my money on the point spread. You did. The over 42. I didn't like that at all. And I really liked it because it hit. And mine, yeah, and I'm not a fan of that. This week it's 44, and I think that's juicy as well, too. But I'm not going to stay away from the spread you two weeks in a row. I'm, I'm no coward. You God. I'm not tucking tail and hiding. Whoa, I don't see any eyelids over there. I cut them off because I don't blink. Okay, there we go. Steelers are getting four and a half points. So the Rams of Los Angeles are four and a half point favorites at Heinz Field. I like that a lot. Can I say, can I say, home dogs? <sighs> Steelers won't need it, though. Oh, but give me Steelers in the four and a half just to be <laughs> just to be safe. I mean, if you're giving me the points, I'll take them. Steelers oh, win. <laughs> they make it four in a row. 24-20 Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> you're funny. I like that a lot, though. I, I do think that, once again, the Steelers get the job done. I don't think they're going to need the points. Granted, if you're a betting man, it can't hurt to take the points. Can't though. hurt. Can't hurt. When they're there, you might as well take them. Yes, indeed. For me, man... Well, I'm getting the points anyways, but I think it's going to be 24-21, Steelers. Oh, I got so we're close. I got Wizard of Boz, man, game winner. Into the open end as well. So Moat says 24-21, Steelers. I say 24-20, Steelers. So we'll both take the Steelers plus four and a half. Absolutely. Give me the points. I got the Bears minus two. Motsi's got the Lions plus two. I've got the Packers minus four and a half. Motsi's taking the points with the Panthers plus – or I've got the Packers minus four and a half. Yeah, Motes is taking the Panthers in the points yes. plus four and a half. And then we're completely off the board in college football. Yeah, Motes has ECU plus 21 at SMU and his JMU Dukes minus Dukes. 17 and a half against UNH New Hampshire. I'll take Penn State minus six and a half against Minnesota and the U, the Hurricanes of Miami minus Man, six. That's the University of Miami. They're not the U. Well, that's true. They have been the U for what, 10, 15 years? Easily. Who's more back, Miami or Texas? Tune in this week to find out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for today's show. Uh, thanks to everybody who chimed in, the Power Grid, the Megawatts. We appreciate it, as always. Oh, yeah, shout out to my boy Wesley Yule on the ones and twos, man. Always yeah. keeping the show Other than crisp. that slip up with the five-star Friday double drop. A pretty good job by hey, Wes man, on the ones and twos back, today. Turbo, run that back. <laughs> That'll do it for today's show. Uh, if you're looking for some Penguins talk, Tonight, I will be at the Rivers Casino with Phil Bork. We'll be doing a show there at 7 o'clock on ESPN Pittsburgh. Come by, say hello, or tune in. After a big Penguins victory last night, Arthur Motes and I, we will be back with you.
Same time, same place as always. You know what we do. High noon on SNR. Hey, hey, hey. So we will talk to Yins on Monday. Give the people what they want. And what will hopefully be a victory Monday, right, Motsi? A four, victory. Four straight. Hopefully we'll be feeling good in here on a Monday. Everybody enjoy your weekend. And let's go Stillis. Stillis. We'll talk to Yins same time, same place. High noon on Monday, as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.